0: I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite lore cast on the Citadel.
1: Welcome to the Mass Effect Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the vast lore behind the Mass Effect games. Welcome back to the Mass Effect Lorecast. This is your host, Tom or Robots. I'm here with N7 Legend, like usual, and some of our patrons, because it's the end of the month. It's time for another patron chat. Sam, how are you doing today, man? Doing
0: great. Uh, we are almost in spooky season. So I know. That's pretty cool. Spooktober yeah. coming up. Maybe coming we'll up have to have soon. a special Mass Effect Halloween episode somehow.
1: Yes. Oh, dude, we, I, we haven't really done that yet, have we? i don't think so and i'm not
0: sure how we would do that but
1: we could try there's some spooky stuff we could we could pull up some spooky topics yeah jen has an idea jen
2: what what was your idea dress your mass effect up character in their halloween costume what are they going as
1: oh that would be fun for the end of next month yeah Absolutely. Uh, But hey, Jen's here and a bunch of other people. I'm going to read out all of your names and you make a spooky sound on the count of three. We got Jen, we got Turbo Toboggan, Magister, Scott and G-Man joining us again. Welcome to the show, everybody. On the count of three, unmute and give us your spooky Mass Effect sounds. Ready? Here we go. One, two, three. No, That is terrifying. Uh, so welcome back to the show, everybody. We're not talking spooky stuff this week. That's coming up maybe next month, but for the show this week. We are talking about vehicles. Sam and I just did that episode recently about the Mako and the Grizzly. And well, for um,
0: some, the Mako is spooky, so that's, that makes sense.
1: That's, yeah, there you go. Uh, but Turbo Toboggan suggested an idea of your favorite vehicle. And why, why is it your favorite vehicle? What's so cool about it? And so we're going to open this up beyond just land vehicles. You can pick one of the land vehicles and talk about it a little bit. Or you can talk about any other vehicle in the galaxy i mean you could say the normandy but you could also pick other vehicles out there so tell you what why don't we kick this off who would like to start the conversation who wants to go first who knows absolutely what their favorite vehicle is turbo toboggan you're ready to go
3: now most people may pick normie i actually prefer the tempest from Max like andromeda if i had to pick like my home ship ship i would love to fly around it would be the tempest
1: Okay, why, why is that? Is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> D- let's dig deeper. Sam and I are both like, okay, why the Tempest? Give us some reasons.
3: I, I love the inside inside of it, but also uh, like, I, I love the layout of the, of the ship. I should say that's a better word to say than the, the insides. Love the layout of the, sh- the ship, especially that bridge you walk across that you can also walk under. I just find it amazing. I just love the ship. That's now one of the main reasons I go back and play a drama. Just so I can have my character walk around and talk to all the crew in there.
0: It is very Sleek, like Neo futuristic, as opposed to mass effect one's Normandy design, which is kind of more military looking.
1: Uh, It looks, I feel like Cerberus had a hand in this and stuff. It is a little more comfy, right? It's less
3: cold. The captain's core, the cat, captain's quarter where you were, or I don't know the, the pathfinders quarters, cause it's supposed to be for the pathfinders. That's what it's one of the, it's, 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 a scouting ship and stuff. Right. I just, I, I love it. Like, it, like just feels so open and like it has that big, uh, uh, uh big open area. It's not like a lot of small. Little rooms, everyone's in.
1: Less compartmentalized, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's got good feng shui. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. (laughs) What about the outside of it? Do you like the external design better as well? Yes, because it's it it looks more aerodynamic than the norm. Like, okay, normally
3: still looks very aerodynamic, but my I just always felt it looked more organic. It may, but other people may not see that look see it that way. But I love like the little arrow in the front like how it kind of looks like a like a um and then it, it kind of curves and it's like there's not a lot of straight edges on it from memory than the pictures
0: uh, I looked yeah. up on you know the Normandy the interior of the Normandy is filled with a lot of hard angles and straight lines and the Tempest has a lot more curvature to it so yeah the I outside guess we can is say that we like the Tempest's curves
1: right right yeah curves make for good designs I mean it's like you like a guitar with some nice curves on it. At least I do. Uh, but yeah, the Tempest, it, it has more of like a dart appearance because it's more pointed <laughs> and then goes out. Whereas the Normandy has more of like it's like a segmented triangle. So triangle with individual segments for the different like parts of the wings, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I could see enjoying one design more than the other. That totally makes sense. Anything else that you like about it better than the Normandy or other ships?
3: it's a lot of little things and stuff like it's it's also because the crew that's on it but that doesn't count for the ship so it feels more like a lived in than the norm normandy to me i guess it's because it's the newer game i spent more time in the normandy but it just feels like i can remember a lot more because it's my adult life i can remember more of the tempest
1: gotcha gotcha well let's open this up what what do the rest of you think of the tempest is the tempest one of those designs that you're like yeah it's pretty cool I, it's on my potential list of top things or are you just kind of like yeah not not into that so much anybody have any thoughts scott
4: i enjoy the tempest i think two of the things that make it really cool are the fact that callow the pilot was like the test pilot for it so he really gets to just explain a lot of the ship to you and then also if you've ever like gotten the easter egg where you find this random like welded thing on the ship and everyone's like what the hell is this and you figure out it's from the person that built the ship and then um cal was like we gotta talk about this like come over here and there's a cool audio file so i feel like there's just some like really cool little tiny things about it that make it feel personal whereas the normandy it's just like it was anderson's but now it's yours and so there you go you're just you know you're just being passed down through the chain where the Tempest has that personalization for you kind of feel.
1: I could see that. Yeah. G-Man, did you want to chime in too?
5: Yeah. um, Yeah. One of the things that uh, the creators of the game had talked about when, uh, when that game was originally coming out was the, uh, the fact that they tried to make a lot of the rooms have like their own special character. Um, And that they talked about how they drew a lot of, like a lot of influence from shows like Firefly and stuff, how every room was like a character in the show. Um, so it felt like every, like every living quarters felt very unique as opposed to what we were used to, where it's, you know, a military vessel. So everything was pretty uniformed. Um, and Cerberus, obviously everything was pretty uniformed with them too. Um, so it felt pretty unique from that aspect. I, I did like the Tempest. I just, I am I'm a grumpy old man. I like my Normandy more, I guess. I don't know. Sure. Sure. But the Tempest is great.
1: Okay. Cool. That's, that's some really cool info on that. Um, here, let's take a vote. I want to, if you could rate this as a vehicle on just co- on the cool scale, on the appeal scale, maybe from like a one to a 10, 10 being the highest, what would you rate it at? And you can raise your fingers or you can, you can share where, where are you at with it? We got, I see an eight Magister has an eight, Scott seven, nine with turbo Genesis. Is that an eight? I think that's an eight. And then G man, what would you rate it as? You're not, you're not, a video. Okay. I'll give it a 9. A 9. Okay, so it's pretty high up there for everybody. That's pretty cool. Okay. Turbo. That was a great start. Who would like to go next? Who has a vehicle on their mind they'd like to throw out there for everybody? Scott? I'll okay.
4: go. Um, I like the Atlas. When you get to rock around in an Atlas and just, I mean, especially like when you use it on a Grissom Academy, when you're trying to cover the exits and you're just, I mean, it's just it's such a great thing to be able to get into. Um, it makes the Leviathan DLC really fun, um, to be able to rock around in an Atlas. And then it also just to see it in the, uh, it's joke in time in the Citadel DLC, um, just has some really good staying power, but, um, it's just fun. Cause I feel like that's kind of like one of those things in games that you want, right? Is that really powerful giant thing that you can get in to just kind of bail yourself out of overwhelming odds. And so the Atlas, is that vehicle for me that you can get in and just like, all right, let's do it. I wish we could have it, um, against Geth, Like, cause I feel like it would be really helpful against a lot, a bunch of Geth.
1: Well, it's a sci-fi staple to have mechs in there somewhere, right? Like uh, you go back to Robotech or whatever in anime, <laughs> all sorts of things and there's always like some form of mech. And this feels like the Mass Effect equivalent of that. And it also feels kind of like Fallout's power armor on steroids, you know? Like <laughs> massive power armor. Um and you're right, those are some cool moments. Absolutely. Um yeah, and I guess you could treat it as a vehicle. I think it counts. You can walk around in it. It's not nearly as fast as certain other things, but counts as a vehicle, um, a combat vehicle specifically. They can Um, go
4: really far underwater.
1: (laughs) Well, there you go. There you go. All right. Who has any thoughts on this, on the Atlas? What do you guys think about the Atlas? Jen?
2: Atlas is totally fun to run around in. I mean, we don't get that many opportunities to, but when you do, I try to stay in it as long as I can, just because they're fun.
1: Yeah, it's like the parts of the level where they break it up by giving you a turret, but instead they put you in a mech suit, you know, (laughs) and it's like, yeah, Uh, Magister, did you want to chime in too? Oh, sure. <clears throat>
6: I, I just think it's cool being able to uh, use a vehicle that the enemy uses against you normally. Like, I mean, it'd be cool if we can uh, drive around in one of those giant walker things that the guests had around, but we don't get that in Mass Effect 1 or 2. But having the ability to be like fighting Cerberus and like, hey, I'm taking your mech now is always a, always a pleasant time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn things around on people. Yeah, that's that's cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Anybody else have thoughts on this on the Atlas?
0: I just, I love the Atlas simply because it's part of my favorite DLC. So I'm very biased in that regard because, uh, Leviathan is amazing. And that entire underwater sequence is just so good and has weird Bioshock vibes to it almost. Um, but I'm not sure how great the, like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm conflating names here with the Atlas versus the land-based one. Uh, I don't know. It's been a long day. I woke up.
1: Yeah, I'm looking up. There's a few of Atlas is real big. The Lido mech. There's the Wymir. There's there's the one
0: there's okay. Maybe I'm thinking of the Ymir, the one that's there.
1: uh, Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it.
0: Land-based one. Anyway, the underwater one is cool as hell.
1: Yeah, also, uh, this is fun. There's a Steam workshop. uh, You know how you can kind of mod stuff a little bit with steam workshop there's steam workshop where there's a bunch of different uh paint patterns and stuff for these which look pretty cool should look them up if you get a chance um all right any other thoughts on the atlas oh turbo go go for it
3: not a thought but a question did anyone start hearing the iron man theme song just in their head whenever they get in get in the mac just go and i just
2: hear back in black (laughs) <laughs> the acdc starts playing
3: yeah acdc starts playing whenever i get into that get in that thing in mass effect Second, like i just start hearing the iron man
5: theme song
1: nice nice all right let's vote on this one oh g-man did you want to chime in again
5: i no, i was uh i was just gonna say that one of the coolest things about the about the atlas mech is the fact that it kind of feels like a reward every time you get in one because you have to pull off that uh the windshield shot without blowing up the mech so that you can take it over, except for that time during Jack's mission, or like the uh, Leviathan DLC. But every other time, it's like a it's like a reward for for being a little more precise. So it, it always felt nice.
1: Yeah, that is cool. That is cool. All right, so let's rate this. What would you rate the Atlas on a on a cool scale? I see a nine from Magister, six from Jen, an eight from Scott. Turbo, what would you rate this one? And G-Man, what would you rate it? Seven from Turbo. I'll give it a seven. And seven. All right. It feels like it's skewed a little bit lower than the last one. All right. Let's move on to somebody else. Who's, who else is ready to chime in with a favorite vehicle? Jen?
2: Yeah, I can go. Yeah. Uh, I picked the Kodiak. I know it's not the most sleekest or prettiest thing, but the fact that somebody else is driving me around is the (laughs) best. (laughs) Uh, Out of my friend group, I'm the driver and I love driving. I really do, but I don't always want to be the designated driver. So the fact that Steve is my DD, appreciate and respect.
0: So the, i was gonna ask <laughs> go ahead i think that your affinity for steve as a character is influencing this decision
2: oh absolutely yes absolutely that also has a part to play with it i mean that and the fact that you have a romance scene in a kodiak is also a factor to why i like it um but yes and it i think that the citadel date that you get with steve friendship or romance is just fun and it's a way for Shepard to kind of just let loose and the whole, uh, anti-grav versus full gravity aspect of it. I think it's really cool.
1: Nice. So, okay. So separated from the, from a person, like does it rate 10, but like if you don't have the driver, is it, well, does it still right up there or does that take most yeah, of the score off? Yeah. Wait, what if James is driving? Yeah. Like, right.
2: Oh, good point. No, he crashes that thing. Um, but, but the fact that he survived is also a positive. It means that it's built well. It's a good ship. It's a good vehicle. He survived. I
0: mean, James is also built well.
1: <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> he's pretty, he's yes. a pretty built guy, yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. Any other uh, thoughts on that? Any other things you like about it? You know, it's when the question was popped up was, what's your favorite vehicle? The first thing that came to my mind was the Kodiak because... I have crashed and gotten that Mako stuck way too many t- My brain went to land vehicles only. So that's where I, my thought process was. Sure. I have crashed that Mako way too many times for it to rank higher than a two on the scale for me. And so then I was like, all right, what what's next? And then it landed on the Kodiak to where, yes, yeah, somebody else is driving it. It protects me in everything that I need to do. One of my favorite characters is piloting it and it is there with me up until the very last scene
1: it also looks cool i mean it's got a cool sleek look you've got like the thruster the thing going cockroach. on <laughs> the combat cockroach mm-hmm. um i think it looks so cool. also um again looking at pictures and uh there are lego versions of this i don't think they're oh, official what? i didn't know that. but i think I people afford that yeah people i think have like customized their own lego versions uh with stickers these mm-hmm. look really cool so if you're into Lego, maybe look this up. Um, oh man, there's one with little people. Oh what? There's like a Commander Shepard and like like little Lego people. <laughs> oh dude. Um, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Anybody else want to chime in on the Kodiak? What do you guys think about the Kodiak? Scott,
4: I do like when you get to to bust out the turret in the Kodiak on, um, uh, crab. Tally's home planet, why am I forgiving it? Ranoc. No. Yes. Ranoc. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's a pretty like I wish we got that more often. That'd make the Kodiak I feel like if we got to whip out a turret off the Kodiak more often, that'd be pretty dope. Most of the time they just open the hatch and you get to shoot some people and then jump out. So
1: Yeah, there's that. Okay. I like I
4: also the like that- the Shepherd. With Steve points out when he's like, "This is a little different, though," and then Steve's like, "Ah ha ha!" It's because it's the Kodiak A version, and they have that whole conversation about how he souped it up to make it more stealthy. So I think that's fun.
0: I think it's a great location for cutscenes. The Kodiak, uh, it's not just you know a good place where it's not a loading screen, you know, where you're going from Normandy to Planet Planetside. Uh, but it, it's also dramatic because it's in transit, right? And things can happen while you're in transit. So
1: yeah, that's true. That's true. That can be exciting. Any other thoughts on the Kodiak? Anybody else want to chime in? No other Kodiak thoughts? All right.
0: It's, it's the Nokia cell phone of vehicles, I think.
1: I mean, it's, it feels like like an old reliable, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have to be the sleekest or the coolest, but it just has to do its job and get the job done. And and then you're happy. Absolutely. I like how everybody's coming up with different answers.
4: It's so dependable. They take it to Andromeda. And I think that was the most surprising moment for me was when it gets blown apart around you in Andromeda because you're thinking it's reliable and then you've never gotten shot out of one. And that's how they start the new game.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Nice. All right. Well, we've got two more people to get to. But before we do that, we should go thank our patrons, including all of you. And so we're going to go do that real quick. And we'll be right back. Message coming in. Patching it through. I am sovereign and this lore cast
0: is mine. I like the sound of that.
1: All right, here we are in the middle of the show and this is where we get to thank all our patrons, including the patrons who join us on our monthly chats and we get to shout out our shepherd tier patrons Kishins, Ed Boy, Edboy, C., Lieutenant Cisino and William. Thank you so much for your support and to all current 68 patrons. Thank you so much for being here. If you are interested in helping to support the show in getting t-shirts and stickers, ad-free episodes, joining us on future chats, getting shout-outs, all of that stuff, head over to patreon.com slash Mass Effect Lorecast. Go check out all the different tiers and stuff you can get for supporting us. Uh, We couldn't do the show without you, so thank you so much for that. Also, we got two new reviews that came in this last week. Um, These are fun. It's always fun to do these during the patron chats because you guys kind of can react to them as well. The first one comes from Uncle Phil and Seven, which makes me think of family ties. Was that the, no, it was.
0: No, that was Fresh Prince that you're thinking of. Uh, Fresh Prince, yes. It's kind of weird. Me in Seven Legend also had an Uncle Phil. Weird.
1: Maybe it's your Uncle Phil, or maybe it's the Fresh Prince's Uncle Phil. Either way, that's cool. Thanks, Uncle Phil. <laughs> Uncle Phil writes, I love you guys. I love you, and Earth, and I love you. N-. Thanks, Uncle Phil. Thank you, N7. I already feel loved. I feel so loved by Uncle Phil already. Thank you, N7 and Tom, for all that you do. I am so grateful that you guys share such passion in the lore of these great games. Mass Effect is my all time favorite game franchise, and I love how deep the lore is. I am currently going through the back catalog of all the shows on the Robots Radio Network, and then I planned on listening to Rocket Club members' podcasts. So you can check out everything. These high quality podcasts get me through my days of pushing fertilizer and controlling weeds in the hot South Carolina sun. Wow. Uh, I'm originally from New Hampshire. You guys keep me going every day. Is your Uncle Phil from New Hampshire or works in South Carolina? No, no. He was from Ohio. Okay, so probably a different Uncle Phil. Uh, Uncle Phil, probably. Th- thanks for <laughs> thanks for dropping that review. We really appreciate it. And then this one comes from Ari Williams in the United States, who writes... I'm Danny DeVolis, and this is my favorite lorecast on the Citadel. (laughs) Out of the several lorecasts I've listened to, this one is my favorite, in part because of the sheer amount of research that is done to produce it. I am more than 50% of the way caught up episode 72 of 131 at time of writing, and this And this just goes to show how in depth Tom and Sam go in each episode. There is so much amazing content that is explored from all sides as a former journalist, Sam, former journalist. I especially appreciate the just the facts mentality Sam brings to the show. Plenty of lore based shows cross into the realm of speculation. But I love that this show is grounded in primary source material and direct quotes and that our hosts even encourage us to take everything with a grain of salt. I wish my history lectures in school growing up had been produced this way. Keep up the great work. Bandit Bear. They also go by the name Bandit Bear. So thank you so much for that. That's such a nice compliment. Thank you.
0: You know, it's funny when we've been doing this and I've been kind of structuring the content and the the, the different episodes. I've thought I'm basically a Mass Effect history professor at this point.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I got a similar uh, review recently on the Fallout Lorecast, and they explained how uh, one of the things they liked about that show is that I'm basically treating it like it's a history show or a history uh, lecture. Um, and yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's absolutely what we're doing. It's just on video game history. That's <laughs> funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, everybody, for your support. If you would like to have your stuff read out in the future, five star ratings on Apple Podcasts with reviews. We'll we'll read it out. Also, you can rate the show on Spotify, other platforms. Tell your friends, your family. All of that stuff is all very, very helpful, and we couldn't do without you. All right, let's move on with the rest of the show.
2: Spit it out, or are you trying
1: to build suspense? You're so dense, sir. Obviously, I do not know as much about human relationships as I thought. All right, so we're back, and we've got two more patrons, and it's time for you to share your favorite vehicles. Who would like to go first, Magister or G-Man? Which of you... Is ready to go, Magister. Magister's ready. What's your favorite vehicle on the Citadel? No, that's not how that goes. <laughs> of course, uh, I'm going to choose uh,
6: Harbinger. He's my favorite vehicle. <laughs> and, uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I think my favorite vehicle would definitely be the Shadow Broker's base. I think that is a. Ooh. I think that is a epic vehicle, epic proportion, especially uh, being as my first run through of that would have been with um when um when i was romancing liara and it's just like okay i'm getting the cold shoulder what's going on here and then eventually it's like okay here we go we're able to get bring this all together um the fact that it's a whole just flying base in the middle of a thunderstorm I mean that's that's awesome. That's cool, and um, having a whole battle across the uh, the ed- edges of it, while it has the uh, those shutters going off and on, the electricity hitting it, um, going inside, seeing the whole um, intricate uh, base that the shadow broker was using. Um, I mean, it has a it has a, a torture pit. Like, I mean, what what, what mark you ask for? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. And then just the actual like head quarter portion of it where the shadow broker is chilling at, um, which was a really fun uh, fight scene. Um, seeing Shepard literally uppercut a giant uh what's it called? A Yarg Yog. Uh, pretty intense. Um and then once you actually take over and um, spoiler alert, Liara takes over, <laughs> um, get the uh, get the chance to have a nice little place where you can chill out there order uh, resources respect your uh fellow party members and uh find out a bunch of secrets about the whole different uh galaxy that the shadow broker is able to uh get little bits on it's a, it's a pretty nice vehicle in my opinion when and, You were
0: talking about, you know, chilling out there ordering. some, I thought you were going to say like order a pizza. And then I thought, man, that'd be fucking hard for the delivery <laughs> guy to get there. Right.
1: Yeah. They'd have to have their own little pizza spot in the ship somewhere. Like, like you're battling everything in the ship and the pizza guy is still just making pizza off in the little like pizzeria corner of the ship somewhere. That'd be great. Um, got to live in sabaro. <laughs> yeah, right, uh, dude. You totally sold me on this. Like the way the way you went over all of that. I'm super excited about this one. Um, like you've you've raised my impression of it. Also, it looks really cool. Like not only in the storm, but like the design of it. It. I mean, it doesn't look like a spaceship, right? It like it's got those weird fin things on the front. Like, yeah, it's cool. It's a it's a cool one. Any other thoughts on this one, Magister? um no
6: not really like i said it's just a it's an epic um epic ship that leads to a epic ending of it of the of the quest um getting things settled down with the Le- uh, liara rescuing uh, her friend and um and like i said the fact that it has like all that other stuff with it it's it's literally the central hub of the information network of the galaxy like
1: it's yeah. crazy yeah no that, but it, how that is how really fast cool. is it <laughs> but do it go fast <laughs> does it have a driver it's probably legitimately like that slow movie. Can, you, can you romance the driver can you do it on the ship <laughs> you can romance the, the, uh, the shadow broker so, um, <laughs> oh
2: yeah well there you go okay
1: hey that works out <laughs> anybody else have thoughts on this one Anyone want to chime? Genesis. I will say
2: it, it's one <laughs> of the coolest looking ships because it is so unique. It doesn't look like any other ship in the game in either game or, or sorry, the tri- original trilogy or Andromeda. So definitely really cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, the design is super unique for sure. Anyone else want to chime in on this one? No other thoughts on this? Magister, you sold this so well, I think you just kind of covered everything and everyone's like, well, uh, I don't know if anything else to say. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All right, let's go around and rate it. What would you rate this ship, the Shatterbroker's ship? A 10 from Magister, nine from Scott. Uh, is that a nine from Jen? Eight, seven, eight from Turbo, seven, seven and a half? Eight? Eight, eight. eight to nine, nine nine to nine and a
3: half. Sort of there, yeah. Somewhere
1: in there, okay, okay. Yeah. G-Man? Uh, 10 10 time. wow i think this one has the highest average rating so far is just on a periphery glance at it nice good one magister all right uh g-man you're last to wrap this up from our patrons what's your favorite yeah. vehicle
5: i told myself i wouldn't pick a normandy so um uh, i'm gonna go with the vehicle that i enjoyed the most spending time in and that would probably be the mako um just spent a lot of time, like, when you first dive into Mass Effect, the, like, the exploration, I mean, going through it now, obviously, you know, my 457th playthrough, or whatever it is now, um, feels more monotonous, but the first, like, the first run-through that you go and you're actually, like, exploring everything, you're driving around all the stuff, you don't know what your encounters are going to be, um, you always felt like you were pretty set to take on whatever was coming because that makeup was just such a beast. <laughs> it was, um, and it's even better in the legendary, just now you have the booster and stuff on it. Um, but that thing just, it could take a hit and keep on going. If you, if you knew how to drive it right, you could pretty much climb just about everything too. Um, uh, sometimes that got a little frustrating. There was a learning curve there, but that was, a i don't know the the mako i had a lot of fun with the mako
1: yeah with practice right it takes a little bit of practice
5: all right oh the,
6: yeah for sure
1: yeah yeah all right so the mako came up this one this one i thought for sure would show up in this episode who has any thoughts on the mako that they want to add into this what what also could make the mako cool for you or makes it stand out or do you just absolutely just like no not the mako <laughs> like where do you fall where do you all fall on this nobody has any extra thoughts on this one jen
2: i mean i'm okay with it i just sometimes i i don't want to be the driver but it (laughs) does open up for all of the exploration and everything uh and they did try to update it in legendary edition to make it a little bit easier to handle but i got impaled on a geth spike and i could not get the mako off of it i had to reload an old save that was like almost 45 minutes of game loss and i was like i just beat the big boss of this planet and now i have to do it again
1: yeah that's a so, bummer that's a bummer when like that happens
2: yeah. but it is solid it is the meme it is the mako it's still pretty good
1: <laughs> okay okay turbo you wanted to chime in
3: uh, this is gonna be a probably controversial, but I prefer uh, the hammerhead over the Mako. Okay, why is that? Um, uh, it, it hovers, it has hover tech, and no offense, when something can just like you just hear it hover, and it healed itself. Like I've died in the Mako, I I'd never die in
0: the hammerhead. Okay, hold on. I'm calling shenanigans (laughs) on that one. Uh, I let's play back the tape because this man just told us that he died in the Mako, but never the hammerhead, the latter being made of pinata because it was, I swear that that vehicle could take maybe four, four bullets. And then that was it. But the Mako was like dropping a Nokia phone. You really had to like try, I think unless unless you didn't put any points into electronics and you never had garris or tally with you but i know you turbo and i know that you had one of them
1: he, he's still muted <laughs> turbo did, there you I, go. I, I
3: always had i tally with you but electron putting stuff in electronics help with the mako
0: yeah yeah boosts the shields i did not know that
3: but when what? i'm in the mago uh, it's because i got cocky because it's built like a nokia I didn't dodge as much. When I'm in the Hamlethead, I'm like, I'm a piñata. I gotta be like, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. I was hopping around that thing, just...
1: Fair, fair you know, point. Yeah. That, that creates an interesting dilemma about game design. You know, For example, let's say the next Mass Effect game comes out, and they're going to have some sort of land vehicle, and you're going to need to get around places and go travel. You might have to combat stuff in it, right? would you rather have a land vehicle that was more like the Mako or more like the hammerhead or some combination of the both? Do you like that there's more danger out there and things are more of a threat? Would you rather just have something that was just a big old tanky thing that just mowed down everybody all the time? Like
0: the hammer. Oh,
1: the the head, <laughs> the maker, <laughs> Mako head. <laughs> uh, what do you think about that? Like, Let's have that conversation. What what is the optimal land vehicle in the upcoming Mass Effect game? What does put, that look like,
5: G-Man? Put a gun on the Nomad, and that's what yes. we
1: need. Uh, just a Nomad with a gun. Done.
5: I mean,
4: I agree because the Nomad's most deadly weapon is its front bumper right now, and so <laughs> it needs something. You know, it's got the mobility and it's got the versatility. It just needs some actual oomph. I think that's my biggest frustration with everything in Andromeda, whether it's the Tempest or anything. I'm like, they didn't put a single gun on anything. They were just thinking sidearms would fix every problem they're ever going to run into. Are you kidding me?
0: (laughs) Well, it was a civilian expedition,
4: so. Apparently, they didn't watch any 90s sci fi movies from the planet Earth
1: (laughs) (laughs) in the distant future or the game developers, (laughs) both. both of them all right so i, I agree that,
0: that the nomad with a gun would probably be the ultimate land vehicle
2: okay I or at least s- windows simple. that i could roll down and then shoot out of like if you you're only running with a handgun let me roll down the windows and shoot out
1: all right vehicle combat like they packs. just added the cyberpunk just let me let me have vehicle combat in it you know yeah I see Let's
6: make it more of a 3d platform too. You have like actual like layers to the planet that you're exploring. So i oh, yeah. just riding around on the ground and be like, okay, there's
1: like this portion of the planet and up here, portion of the planet you can just fly to. Would you rather have something that wasn't stuck to the ground completely? Or does that feel like it would, is a better game design to have some sort of limitation in being like actually riding on the ground rather than being able to boost or hover or fly?
6: I mean, that far into the future of Mass Effect, like that next level of Mass Effect, I feel like it would probably like help push the dynamics of the actual game to to do something like that. Like, it's not just your old grandpappy Ford F-150 maker. <laughs> we fly through the planet. Like we, we got, we got, we're doing a little bit more with this. <laughs>
1: Out of the way, I got my Model T. Yeah. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
0: well, it's, it's funny that, Magister relates the Mako to a Ford F-150 because while we've been doing this episode, I actually typed into chat GPT and I said, write me a TV commercial (laughs) about the Mako. And I was saving this for the end. I think everyone's gone now, right? So. So why don't, why don't we go ahead and well, well, we and have read. to, we
1: have to vote on the Mako first. So why don't we do oh, that? We have to vote on it. Yeah, You're We haven't right. voted okay. on it. So what's, right. what's everybody's vote on the Mako for your score? One to 10. Turbo's got a nine. We got a four from Scott, a three from Magister, a two from Jen. G man, where are you at? I'll give it an eight. An eight. Oh, this one's The disrespect. Low. I'm giving oh. the Mako a 10. The Mako gets a 10. I don't know. I, I haven't been voting, so I'm just going to stay out of it on this one. Uh, okay, so what, is, what does ChatGPT say for an advertisement?
0: All right. Well, I, I sent you the, the script for it. Why don't we do this? Do you want to take the narrator lines, and I'll take the environmental lines, <laughs> okay, or do you want right. to take the environmental lines, like the cues, and I'll take the narrator? I'll do.
1: Lines? I'll do. Um, you do the narrator. I'll do the environmental. Okay. All right. Uh, sounds good. All right. So uh, I'm, I'm looking to see where it's up. Uh, uh, upbeat music playing in the background. Camera zooms in a sleek in on a sleek futuristic vehicle as it glides through an alien landscape
0: with enthusiasm <laughs> I, I shit you not it actually says with enthusiasm in parentheses right so i'm gonna read this as an l get ready to embark on an out of this world adventure with the mako the galaxy's ultimate ride
1: cut two shots of the mako navigating rough terrains dodging laser fire and speeding through space
0: excited <laughs> <laughs> Are you tired of driving boring earthbound cars? Step into the future uh, with the Mako.
1: Camera pans to show the maker's reinforced armor and high tech weaponry.
0: Confident. <laughs> it's not just a car, it's a fortress on wheels. <laughs> armored to perfection the mako will protect you from anything the universe throws your way
1: quick shots of the mako tackling various planetary challenges and getting stuck on things it doesn't say getting stuck on things i added that myself
0: energetic conquer treacherous terrain explore alien worlds and unleash the power of the stars with the mako's state-of-the-art performance
1: camera focuses on the mako's spacious high-tech cockpit that's bullshit
0: (laughs) (laughs) smoothly inside you'll experience the perfect blend of comfort and cutting edge technology stay connected with a holographic interface that's truly out of this
1: world camera shows the Mako zooming through space leaving a trail of stardust what with
0: (laughs) with gravitas (laughs) i love the pun i love the pun there join the ranks of legends who have saved the galaxy the mako is not just a car it's a symbol of heroism and adventure
1: quick cuts of the mako being manufactured with precision
0: (laughs) proudly built to the highest standards by top engineers in the mass effect universe the mako is the vehicle of choice for the
1: galaxy's bravest heroes camera shows the mako parked in a futuristic showroom
0: (laughs) inviting don't miss your chance to own a piece of mass effect history visit your nearest mass effect motors dealership today
1: the mako drives off the starry into the starry horizon leaving a trail of sparks
0: Enthusiastic. Gear up, Commander, and let the adventure begin. The Mako. It's not just a car, it's a lifestyle.
1: Text on screen with the Mass Effect Motors logo and contact it. Just made up Mass Effect Motors. and Contact information.
0: <laughs> Excited. Get your Mako now and be the hero the galaxy needs.
1: Upbeat music swells and the commercial fades out.
0: Enthusiastic. Mass Effect Motors, where the future meets the stars.
1: What is with it flying through the stars? What is? What's going on with that?
0: <laughs> it, it doesn't fully grasp what the Mako is. And <laughs> right. I, the 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 level of vague description in this that sounds good but doesn't say a lot is almost like listening to someone give a book report but they never read the book.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I I used the same exact script in college at some point <laughs> for some <laughs> book assignment oh man yep. that's great that's real good oh man we should design uh we should be on the team working on the next mass effect game and just use chat gpt to make decisions about things that go in the game i'm sure that will work out great
0: i agree yeah that that's we should only well that's how you get mass effect andromeda but <laughs> oh, oh crap okay <laughs> wow i'm kidding before right. I get a bunch of hate mail.
1: Yeah. Yeah. From like two people. Um, so that's going to do it's going to do it for our patron chat. Uh, thank you for joining us, everybody. This was a fun topic and a very different way of approaching vehicles and things. And, you know, it, this just reminds me, Sam, we did the quick little episode the other day, but there's a lot of this kind of content in Mass Effect that we just haven't even come close to covering
0: yeah yeah. there there are a lot of vehicles in in the game. And you know what? Like I have a living creative schedule, you know, for how we're gonna uh, address future topics. And I think I'm gonna have to add this to it. Um, I have locations, you know, I have different topical things that span across different games, but vehicles is now gonna have to be one of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It might be fun to kind of break up kind of what we've been doing, you know, talk about a character and do a few episodes on a character and then break it up with a let's talk about the Shadow Brokership or, you know, after doing Liara or something like that, you know, uh, kind of tying it together. That'd be really fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, thanks for joining us, everybody. We're going to take a minute. we gonna go back through everyone. And if you have something you want to shout out, something you want to share with the universe, Whatever, just say hey. Thanks for being here. Or, you know any of that stuff? Then let's do that. We'll start with Jen. Jen's got projects.
2: I do have a couple of projects going right now. Uh, the Two Girls One Ship podcast was invited back to the Portland City or Portland Retro Gaming Con in October. So we have a panel coming up next month. Super awesome. That's awesome. Congratulations.
1: Uh, that's that's twice now. You'll be doing that.
2: Yeah. 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 So. I'm really, really excited to be talking uh, video game romances and the tropes that create them uh, for that. So you come listen to the podcast and then also Cyberpunk, uh, Cyberpunk Lorecast with Toasty. It is blowing up right now with the 2.0 patch and the Phantom Liberty expansion. I've already put in like 20 hours on the expansion that just came out a few days ago. I might have a problem.
1: Yeah, I've only heard only good things about it. I've been too busy playing Starfield because that is uh, the other show that I, one of the other shows I do. Uh, but um, like part of me is like oh, I should go play that, and then I have to be like, no, 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 not yet. Don't don't fall into another hole. Yeah, uh, but it's so good. Oh good. Uh, so good. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Well, go check out Jen's shows. There's links on Robots Radio.net for her shows and all the other shows on the network. So go check that out. Thanks, Jen. Turbo anything you want to share before we head out nothing at the moment cool man well thanks for being here magister you're up next you got anything to shout out anything going on uh no nothing for
6: me um but if you want to hit me up on the discord or on the patreon Magister DeVita, uh, my current two obsessions are starfield and Baldur' gates three so i'd be glad to have any conversation with anyone who wants to have top topics on that
1: yeah man too many good games too many good games lately it's insane absolutely awesome well thanks for joining us again scott you got anything going on
4: just the standard parenting and working so as long as i'm keeping on top of that then i think i'm doing all right but you can find me on the discord or you can find me on i guess it's called x now but i think we all just still call it twitter
1: yeah yeah i think I hope we all never just get used to calling it x because that's just ridiculous but yeah cool man also uh g-man you're gonna wrap it up for us anything going on
5: uh no i'm just uh same old same old i'll i'm g-man in the uh, discord and on twitch haven't streamed mass effect in a while because i'm kind of sucked into starfield and cyberpunk uh so it will probably be a while <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
1: we're all feeling that, (laughs) absolutely. I know, Sam, you've been playing a lot of Starfield too. Yeah, you could
0: say that. I think (laughs) I'm on 140 hours now. (laughs) Wow. Um, And I am loving it. Uh, I am barely into the main quest. I just finished Into the Unknown, but I am playing a ton of it, and I think it's honestly getting in the way of me streaming Mass Effect. But if you do wanna watch me stream Mass Effect, then go ahead and go follow me on Twitch and Twitter at N7TheLegend.
1: Nice. Yeah. Go check out his streams. Also, I just finished the Crimson uh, quest line, the the pirate stuff. So good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see what happens if you make other decisions on that quest line and all that. But th- there's a lot more ship combat in that quest line than some of the other quest lines. That part was also really cool. So anyway, if you're into Starfield, I do the Starfield Lorecast. You can go check that out. I also do ma- uh, this show, Mass Effect Lorecast, The Elder Scrolls Lorecast, The Lord of the Rings Lorecast, and The Fallout Lorecast. Lots of Lorecasts. Plus there's tons of shows on the network. RobotsRadio.net, for a bunch of other awesome shows if you're looking for more content. And thanks again for joining us. Thanks for being here, patrons. Chat, thank you for joining us for the live show. And that's going to do it for this week. Stay safe in the universe and enjoy, you know, riding around in your vehicles or whatever it is that you've got going on. Uh, we'll see you next time, everybody. See you later. Thanks for tuning in to the Mass Effect Lorecast. We'd love to hear your opinion and thoughts on the lore of Mass Effect. Reach out to us on Twitter at Mass Effect Cast or check out the Robots Radio Discord. Also, you can send us an email
2: at Mass Effect Lorecast at gmail.com.